Welcome to the Walk With Me podcast. I'm Pastor Stephen Bond from the Vine Church in Chapel Hill, Tennessee, and I'm excited that you are walking with me. What we do each day is we look at about three chapters of Scripture that I'm just organically reading through in my time with the Lord, and we're going to discuss them for around 20 minutes. You're going to get the most out of this if you read these chapters individually, but hopefully together we'll be able to hear the voice of the Lord as we're meeting each day. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. Today's passage is from Isaiah chapter 7, 8, and 9. Isaiah chapter 7 says, In the days of Ahaz, the son of Jotham, son of Uzziah, king of Judah, Rezin, the king of Syria, and Pekah, the son of Remaliah, the king of Israel, came up to Jerusalem to wage war against it, but could not yet mount an attack against it. When the house of David was told, Syria is in league with Ephraim, the heart of Ahaz, the heart of his people, shook as the trees of the forest shake before the wind. And the Lord said to Isaiah, Go out to meet Ahaz, you and Shir Jeshub, your son, at the end of the conduit of the upper pool on the highway to the washer's field, and say to him, Be careful, be quiet, do not fear, and do not let your heart faint because of these two smoldering stumps of firebrands. So it's a pretty cool passage there in this moment. So they are essentially they've heard news of something disastrous and and an attack is being plotted and and planned and to you know besiege the city. And God raises up Isaiah to go and speak this word to calm them from their their racing hearts. I like the description that it says the heart of the people shook as trees out of the forest shake before the wind. And so you know that feeling, that racing of a heart, that fainting and the pacing back and forth of the mind and it's a wrestling like like the trees are in the wind. And sometimes you hear of news and sometimes in life things happen to you and this is pretty well what it feels like, this sort of uh, uh, just shaking, everything's being shaken. And uh, in those moments, the word of the Lord is, he is always um, in a place where he wants to speak his word to us in those moments. And you think about so many different times in scripture where people have been in the same sort of moment and the word is always similar to this it's be still you know uh peace be still uh moses said to the to the israelites stand still the lord will fight for you today you know just just over and over again when there's a racing of the heart and there's contemplating of the mind and there's fear that causes trembling of soul that the Lord's the word of the Lord for us always in those moments is to stand still. And I love specifically these these exact instructions. Be careful, be quiet, do not fear, and do not let your heart faint. And so you think about this, be careful. Okay, so what's the what's the what's the call to be careful here? Well, because in that place 
where the wind is beating up against the tree of our heart and everything's being shaken. There's a lot of bad decisions and there's a lot of hasty choices that are made from that place. So when you feel your heart racing and you feel a season where you feel like everything's changing and, and, and there's a lot of fear, be care- first, be careful in that season because you're not quite in a sober mind. Your mind's a bit drunk on fear. And, and minds that are intoxicated on fear make very defensive decisions and choices. Okay, and so the first thing we must do in moments when we can feel that rustling of the trees is we must be careful. Be careful. Be as James says, be slow to speak, right? Be quick to listen, slow to get angry. Let 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 what's happening settle a bit before you strike. And that's easier, a lot easier said than done because there's always associated with things that make us fearful, there's almost always an urgency attached to it. And that's what makes us so fearful is it feels as though if I don't act on this in the next 10 minutes, then complete devastation is going to come. But that's why the word of the Lord comes as I say, be careful. Be careful lest you get into a greater hurry than I am. You've got to allow me time to work in this situation. There's been a lot of situations in my life where I've been fearful and I've moved very quickly about things and I wasn't careful enough. And, you know, the Lord's grace makes up for these things and works things together for good. But I look back now and I go, wow, I moved very hastily in that. And it was out of a place of fear, right? And so the word of the Lord says, be careful. Just be careful when you feel that racing of your heart. It wasn't that long ago. I've, it's, been, well, it's, been, it's been several months ago, but I was getting brought bad news, from, you know, various sources, you know, this was a piece of bad news and this was a piece of bad news. And, and it, it, before I knew it, it began to make my heart race. It began to make my mind wonder. It, it began to put, you, you know, that state and you need to learn to be familiar with that state. It's a state of panic. And God wishes to do almost nothing with us in that state of panic. There's been nothing great I've ever accomplished in my life from that state. So you need to learn to familiarize yourself with that state. But I was feeling myself in that state. And um, in that moment, I began to think of action that needed to be taken, action that needed to be taken. And, you know, before I knew it, I was already working and, you know, typing up messages and all this stuff that I felt like needed to be said and sent out. And, and in, in, in the middle of that, there's always a voice that is cheering you on, um, saying that you're justified and everything. Quick, move, hurry. What are you doing? (laughs) Wasting time. You're, the whole city is going to fall if you don't move on this. You know, and then if you can listen real closely, there's actually a gentle whisper of the Lord. And oftentimes in these moments, it's saying, hey, be careful. Just be careful. What was that? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. My heart's racing. (laughs) Be careful. Just be careful what you're doing. Let me work. Give me some time here. And, you know, it, it just, you see the opposite of the, of the enemy with the voice of God. I think about King Ahab. Remember Jezebel you know, Ahab's in this state where he's laying in bed and he's sulking and he's tossing and he's turning and his heart is racing like it's trees caught in the wind. And the voice of the enemy comes to him through Jezebel and says, you're not going to do anything? Why don't you get up off your butt and do something? Wow, aren't, I thought you were the king of Israel. That's the voice of the enemy that says, hurry up and do something. Hurry, hurry, hurry. 
get to it, right? And, and that's what I was feeling was that same that same Jezebel voice of get to it. What are you doing, just sitting around waiting? And the voice of the Lord came to me and said, "Why don't you just be careful? Why don't you just be still for a second? You know." And and then and this was a I can't get into any more details about it because it was so personal to me and it wouldn't it doesn't really apply to Isaiah, but I saw a vision there in that moment too that really gave me a lot of peace and it was just the Lord showing me how He was going to handle this situation and I just it peace just just flooded my heart and my mind and I just erased everything that I was working on and went inside and had joy and, and you know and so the Lord says to us when that when you get into that that heart race right just be careful be careful the second thing he says is be quiet <laughs> yeah be quiet there's a tendency to want to talk a lot when you don't understand what's going on when you're uncertain and you have to be careful about that because when you speak, when you have a lot of fear in your heart and a lot of things come out of your mouth, a few things will happen. Number one, you'll make everyone around you fearful. And there's no sense in that. Sometimes we think that, sometimes we get, you know, like transparency and honesty and all, and we just rope all that into thinking that it's, it's good to just be wide open all the time. Right. And and it's and it's true to an extent because we're not supposed to be secretive and, you know, creating, you know, factions and, you know, these sort of things. But when 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 the enemy's tormenting me and my flesh is getting, you know, beat up against the 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 wind, th- this isn't a moment for me to speak freely. You know, it's the same way when they told when when Joshua told the people to walk around the walls, you know, we always think about the big shout. Yeah, they let out the big shout. Yeah, and then he, but he actually told them, don't say anything. They, they actually were not even permitted to talk. The whole time they were walking around the walls. It was it was anticipation building to the shout, right? And so when we get into a battle, if you don't understand what's going on, the best thing to do is actually just be quiet. Let the Lord speak. Because I can't hear what he's saying while I'm talking. And what, what, what happens is I, I'm going to stir up everybody else's fear because I'm going around and I'm talking, you know, but then also I'm speaking these fearful words that are constantly extinguishing my faith, right? So, okay, God's going to pull me out of this. I can't, how can I say that I believe that when everywhere I go, I'm like, oh man, we're really up against it. I just don't know how we're ever going to get out of this mess. I mean, we are just, we are three months behind. We are just, oh my gosh, and the doctor's report. Oh, the doctor's report says it was bad, now it's worse. And, you know, and you know, and, and it's just, your flesh loves to spread bad news, but what's happening is you're extinguishing the faith that God's trying to grow in you. So be careful to act when you're in that heart fearful place. A, B, be quiet. Be be silent. Let the Lord do a lot of speaking in seasons where you don't understand what's going on. Just be quiet, you know? And um, the Lord's had to teach me that too. I mean, I'm a preacher. You know, being quiet is not really in my nature. So the Lord's had to teach me this. And, I, and, I've, and I've seen it even in me and my wife, Lauren, have had to learn this. Because we've always, you know, we kind of felt like 
getting into our marriage that we're to just, just to be open books with each other all the time. And that's true, and it's good advice in a lot of ways. But if, the, if, if my flesh is getting beat by the wind... And then I've got the voice of Jezebel <laughs> through, you know, I've got the voice of Satan in my ear screaming at me. And then I take all of that and I just spew all that all over her. Uh, we're not talking about transparency and we're not talking about unity here. We're, we're talking about I've just extinguished my faith and I've extinguished hers. And so it's not about bottling things in. It's about discerning. Um, that my heart is in a place of fear and the best thing for my heart is to be careful and be quiet so that God can bring about peace and comfort and deliverance from this situation. I'm not bottling it all in so that I'm going to explode one day. I'm just realizing that I'm not in the right place to speak and I'm not in the right place to act. There, There is, you know, we just got out of all these wisdom books of the Bible. There's a lot of wisdom in just simply knowing I'm not in the right place to speak. I'm not in the right place to act, right? And so I'm just going to kind of exist and be quiet and not make a lot of big <laughs> decisions until God can get my heart under control because it's racing. And then I know there's going to be deliverance to come. There's a lot of wisdom in just discerning those moments. And and I've gotten that way. Like I've just, there's been moments where there's so many things coming at me and I'll just sometimes be honest to say, I am not in a place to make decisions right now. Why? Because I, I feel fear and I can't make a decision while I'm afraid because it'll be a defensive decision. So let the, I'm going to let the Lord rest my beating heart. I'm going to let the trees stop shaking. And then I know there's going to be a decision to be made. So be careful, be quiet. Do not fear. You know, don't fear. So what are the most common things spoken in the Bible? Don't fear. And we, and we go, well, that's great. You know, how do we do that? You know, don't fear. Well, it's, it's fear is, is it like anything else that, that comes to mind? Uh, lust and greed and anything else? I just need to have a state of active repentance against it because it's not from the Lord. So if I start to fear, I need to actively turn away from my fear and not sit in my fear right? And that, and that begins to happen as I'm being careful, as I'm being quiet, and then I'm, I'm repenting from these fearful thought patterns. And I'm reminding myself of the faithfulness of God of old and the promises of God to come. And then it says, and do not let your heart be faint. So the Lord just encourages, encourages um, King Ahaz here through Isaiah, but, he, but he's encouraging us as well of saying, listen, don't let your heart be faint. Don't let this conquer over you. Don't don't let this waste away your life with the racing of your heart. God's a promise keeper. He's a deliverer. He defends the rights of his children, right? He's going to see you through this. And so, um, you know, then he goes on and 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 just continues to remind them of things like it shall not stand and it shall not come to pass and just get reminds them them of these wonderful promises and reminds them to be firm in faith he says if you are not firm in faith you will not be firm at all so when everything's being shaken we've got to stand our ground to believe that god's our deliverer he's the promise keeper this thing's not going to lead to my ruin and then um in chapter seven from this event isaiah begins to prophesy of the coming Messiah, who will be called Emmanuel. And so um, then it goes on to say, uh, 
Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. He shall eat curds and honey when he knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the boy knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land whose two kings you dread will be deserted. So essentially saying, what you're fearing now is is not going to come to pass. The Lord's going to put a stop to it. And it's actually going to happen even before the um, Messiah is going to come, who is Emmanuel, who is God with us. So God is going to come and dwell among you. And he is going to be filled with wisdom and know how to refuse evil and choose good. And so he's just reminding them, this is a common theme of the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is saying, don't fear, don't panic, and then remi- and reminding them of the promise to come. There's greater to come. There's greater things to come. And so not only is he saying this is going to pass, but then also I've got a plan that's coming forth where uh, my everything is going to change and Jesus is going to come. And so that's the real start of all of these books of the major prophets and the minor prophets. There's, there's this constant correction of like what is now and how to get them to change and and how to act and move in the present. But then there's also the reminder of the future of how one day none of this is really going to matter anymore because God's saying, I've got a plan. And that was true for them and it's true for us now. God speaks his word to us, reminding us of how to deal with the current present situation and how he's fighting our our our, our our battles that are momentary, but then we're also looking ahead to how one day every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess, and I'm going to be spending forever and ever and ever and ever with Jesus. And you know, this is God is going to be with us, and so no longer is this stuff going to matter. And so, um, then it begins to speak about the coming Assyrian invasion. This was a prophecy about Israel being taken captain by Assyria, which took place. And um, he gives some instruction here, like in verse 10, he says, chapter 8, verse 10, he says, Take counsel together, but it will come to nothing. Speak a word, but it will not stand, for God is with us. And so it just it's just reminding them, it's like no matter what comes against you, no matter what weapon is formed, it won't come to pass. For when God is with you, nothing can come against you. Nothing can harm you. And we need to cling to that promise, even as people are, feel as though they're conspiring against us, or even though things may not look like they're going our way, or even when our hearts are in those moments where the trees are, they're being beat, beat by the wind, as if trees, we remember God is with us. And then <clears throat> I really like this passage. In verse 11, it says, For the Lord spoke thus to me with his strong hand upon me and warned me not to walk in the way of this people. Okay. There is a way in which the people of the world are walking right now. And the same word is given to us here. Do not walk in the way that they're walking. And it says, Do not call conspiracy all that this people calls conspiracy. And do not fear what they fear, what they fear nor be in dread. But the Lord of hosts, him shall honor as holy. Let him be your fear and let him be your dread. So I want to just speak that verse because I've, I've always loved that verse. And so forever and always conspiracies have 
have risen. People have have had reason to fear. You know, even since I've been alive, you know, there's been all these things, you know, Y2K and, you know, different things. Every time a new political power comes into office, everyone's like, oh my gosh, this is the end. This is, it's all over. It's done. You know, and then there's just, you know, and then people are, are just, you know, even, even I'll just call it like it is, even just this last election, everyone was all tore up about, you know, uh, the voting and all this, and it's all this conspiracy and everything. And, and I, I, I'm not dare taking a side in all that. I'm just going to try to tell you what God's side is on it. That's the way of the world, church. The way of the world calls everything a conspiracy. God's, God's people are supposed to trust in the fact that Ultimately, God's will is going to be accomplished. So I don't have to fret and fear about everything that CNN and Fox News tells me and get all worked up and think that justice isn't being served and that the right people aren't coming and going and that disaster, unnecessary disaster is happening. And, you know, that's the way of the world. I mean, I just, I absolutely hate how politics have uh, worked their way into our churches and we feel like God endorses a, a donkey or an elephant. And I'll be honest with you, he doesn't. Okay, but honestly, both sides are filled with a lot of corruption and evil and and maybe both sides have some good in them as well. But this is the way of the world to latch yourself to one of these sides and then and then call everything a conspiracy from the other side. You know, and so, and that's been on both sides of it. People have been like that. And that's just the way of the world. That's the way of the world. And it's the way of the world to get caught in all these traps. Like, well, we're having a food shortage and all we're doing this and all of our gas is going to be gone in two years. And, you know, this, this, and this, and all they're, you know, they're feeding us subliminal messages through our TVs and our phones and all this kind of stuff. It's like, it's like, don't even ponder upon the truth in it because ultimately God's still in control and he's going to have the last laugh and it's not healthy because when you dwell upon all these things, it produces fear. And God says, you're supposed to be people of faith and you can't be people of faith if you always dwell upon everything that's fearful. And you're like, but pastor, it could be true. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't care. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. You know, They really did rig the election, pastor. I, I don't care. Your mind wasn't made to dwell upon these things. Because if you dwell upon these things, you're dethroning God by saying, God, I thought you were in control, but they went around you. Guys, people don't have the power to move around God. Okay. He chooses the powers that be, ones that rise and ones that fall. And we trust in his process, okay? And anything more than that is going to produce in me a, a, a wicked heart, a fearful heart. It's going to make the, my heart shake like trees before the wind. And he says, so the only way that you can be people of faith is if that if you will be people who, who don't fear what they fear. If you're fearing what the world's fearing, then you're, you're, you're not holding on to tight enough to the promises of God. Don't, don't condemn your neighbor because they talk like this, because they have, no, they have nothing else to talk about. They have nothing else to dread and fear. But you, you're, you're a chosen child of God. Why would you fear what they fear? Why would you tremble at what makes them tremble? Right? Because you're, you, we're, we're people of God. And so, you know, it goes on to say, you know, they're inquiring of mediums and necromancers and all this sort of stuff, but they don't inquire of God. We're people who inquire of God. So because we inquire of God, why would we fear what they fear? Why would we call what they call conspiracy, conspiracy, right? We know the devil has schemes and we know that they're not going to work. That's what we know. And that's what we need to know, right? And so then in chapter nine, uh, we give uh, more prophecy of Jesus to come. 
For to, to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Okay? And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. And on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. And so it, it just reminding us there in, in closing, just understanding that God's got a plan and he's going to bring everything that we see. He's going to bring it all under his feet. Okay. And there's a wonderful counselor and we know him. His name is Jesus. He's the Prince of Peace and all things are under his control. And so wherever you're at today, whether, you know, for some people, it's a personal thing that gets your, that gets the branches of your tree shaking. For other things, it's things happening in our country. It's things happening in our world that get your branches shaking. For some of you, it's things that you're reading on social media that get your branches shaking, right? For some of you, it's the way your bank account looks. It's the way your family looks. It's the way the doctor report looks. And for everyone alike, the word is the same. Be careful. Be quiet. Do not fear. Do not let your heart be faint. And remember, the wonderful counselor is here. The prince of peace is here. And everything rests on his shoulders, not yours.